Welcome to this production from College Place United Methodist Church. To find out more about our church, please visit our website at www.collegeplaceumc.org. And now, here's our sermon from Dr. Bill Daniel. Thank you, band. Thank you for the saints being gathered here. We gather. The Holy Spirit gathers us. May the Holy Spirit bring you a word of encouragement, a word of inspiration, a word of hope in a chaotic world. Our passage comes from Mark, the third chapter, verses 20 and following. Then Jesus went home and the crowd came together again so that they could not even eat. The Greek says they did not even have space for bread. When his family heard it, they went out to restrain him. For people were saying, he's gone out of his mind. And the scribes who came down from Jerusalem said, he has Beelzebul, and by the ruler of the demons, he casts out demons. Boy, the gossip campaign's out to get him already, isn't it? And he called them to him and spoke to them in parables. How can Satan cast out Satan? If the kingdom is divided against itself, that kingdom cannot stand. And if a house is divided against itself, that house will not be able to stand. And if Satan has risen up against himself and is divided, he cannot stand, but his end has come. But no one can enter a strong man's house and plunder his property without first tying up the strong man. Then indeed, the house can be plundered. Truly, I tell you, people will be forgiven for their sins and whatever blasphemies they utter. But whoever blasphemes against the Holy Spirit can never have forgiveness but is guilty of an eternal sin. And he said that because they were accusing him of being an unclean spirit or having an unclean spirit. Then his mother and his brother came, and standing outside they sent to him and called him. A crowd was sitting around him, and they said to him, Your mother and your brother and your sisters are outside asking for you. And he replied, Who are my mother and my brothers? Who are my mother and my brothers? So he looked around at those sitting around him and he said, Here are my mothers and my brothers. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. Whoever does the will of God is my brother and sister and mother. May God bless you at the hearing of his word. The older I get... And the more generationally I live, first being a son, then being a father, now being a grandfather, I'm convinced of the old saying, insanity is hereditary. We get it from our children. (laughs) I'm convinced of it. Insanity is heredity. It can also be said of family. Insanity is hereditary. We get it from our families. And some of us have felt that tug of family dynamics in our lives. But it could also probably be said, insanity is hereditary. We get it also from our church family from time to time, don't we? The close relations we have with our family in the church, the body of Christ, can sometimes make us feel a little out of phase with each other and the world. This passage this morning demonstrates This theme, again, insanity is hereditary. We get it 
from the family of God when it is confused about the spirit of God as it confronts the chaos and evil of the world. Chaos ensuing as Jesus confronts the evil and by the power of the Holy Spirit, he casts out evil in the world. And we discover a little bit about what doing the will of God is, what it looks like, and what it truly means to be a part of God's family. There's lots of surprises. This text is full of them. It's the day Mark tells us a story of how Jesus' family came to take him away because he was out of his mind. It's a family intervention, if you will, right? Think about it. He's doing the work of God. It's the talks, he's the talk of the town. They're being, he's being accused of a crazy spirit, maybe even being the spirit of evil, and his family gathers for an intervention. They would probably say, this insanity could be catching us if we're not careful, this Holy Spirit insanity. Is it the Holy Spirit or is it another spirit? This is often the question we ask in the church when we face and confront change and chaos in our midst, in our, in our world. Is it the Holy Spirit that's behind the change or is it another spirit? Is it an unclean spirit? Family reunions, it's family interventions. We come together for family interventions to, to bring people who are out of their mind back into the family, and we learned about that. I think they even have a television show about that, right? Is there interventions with Dr. Drew Pinsky? Is that what he does? You know. Well, Jesus is God's intervention into the world to confront the chaos, the pain, the addiction. But it first, before every great awakening, the addiction specialists tell us there has to be a rude awakening. And Jesus is the rude awakening. It's an intervention. An intervention is caused to help a family, remember, family member remember who they are. Family reunions are like that too. Family reunions are kind of a positive intervention if you think about it, right? Uh, I just came back from a mild family intervention reunion. <laughs> Uh, it wasn't an intervention so much. It was just a wonderful convention of four generations in our family. Now, Reverend Tab has a joke that pastors have to do their obligatory, corny sermon titles. Right, Tab? Once you become a pastor, there's a new obligatory, corny thing we have to do, and that is grandfather stories, right? My grandfather's stories are definitely interesting to me, right? And they're definitely, yours are interesting to you, but sometimes they're not as interesting. But anyway, this is the obligatory family reunion story. We were down in Jacksonville and four generations. My father lives in Jacksonville. My son, who's a lawyer down in Miami, and my grandson were all named William. Can you imagine that? There's four, four generations of William. We don't have to forget who we are. We can remember by our name, right? We know. And so we all come together to try to remind ourselves who we are. And that day, it's kind of funny. You think you know about how families work and how genes get displayed in, in children's after generation. And we know we see certain traits. You can see the similarities with your father pretty easily. And you can see your similarities with your children, male and female. You can see those family resemblances. But I was surprised that little Will was showing tendencies four generations down of my father, already at two and a half. It's, that stunned me. It, it dawned on me. When we had a little train that we were setting out for 
little Duplo train for Will. And train is another thing that ties our generations together. We all love trains, model trains, big trains, sky trains, undersea trains. It doesn't matter what kind of train it is. William Daniels liked trains in our family. It's who we are. It's what we do. And we gave little Will this Duplo train. What does he do? He dumps all our pieces out, and he grabs the instruction sheet and sits there and looks at them. <laughs> like, my father was an engineer before he was a lawyer, and that's all he ever did. Whenever we bought something, he'd pull out those, those instructions and read them. It would drive me crazy. My dad would drive me. And here it is, four generations down. He's pulling out the instructions, looking at the duplo. He looks at it. He can't read, but he's a smart little lad, right? That's what a grandfather has to say, right? And he looks at them, looks at the pieces, and he puts down the instructions. He goes, now I know what to do. I've heard that a thousand times from my dad. Four generations, the family resemblances are there. Don't have to remind him of who he is. He's Will, William, Daniel, the fourth. Well, we're, we don't go one, two, three, four. But anyway, you saw that family trait come out. He is a Daniel. Truly, truly. He knows what to do. Jesus was being accused of being out of his mind. He wasn't reflecting well on the family unit. He was... In fact, the, the Greek word used to describe him when it says he, he has gone out of his mind is literally he's beside himself or forgotten who he is. Family reunions can remind us who we are, what traits are important to us, what unifies us, what brings us together, what motivates us across the generations, what we do together, how we know what to do. We need family to remind us how to know what to do. And that's what the family of God is. But Jesus' family is afraid that this mission of God means a whole lot of chaos and a whole lot of attack upon the devil and confrontation with chaos. Jesus responds and says, I am filled with the Spirit in, in so many words. How can Satan cast out Satan? I am not of Satan, but with the Spirit. I have the power of the strong man to bind and enter the strong man's property and to plunder evil. He's not saying, well, people were saying, well, it takes one to know one. You're casting out evil. You must know evil. You must be of the devil. And he says, no, not of the devil. I am clear on who I am. The spirit has brought me here. It is not an unclean spirit. It is the spirit of God. This is one of the traits of those who are following the will of the Father. Those who are filled by the Holy Spirit do the will of the Father. They know what to do. When the Holy Spirit comes into your life, it leads us like a set of instructions into our family inheritance. Jesus was doing the will of his Father, casting out evil, healing the sick, proclaiming the kingdom at hand, offering forgiveness unto the world, but doing it in the power of the Holy Spirit. And his family says, who are you? Are you out of your mind? Come back to us. And he says, those who are of the family of God, those who are born of God are born of the Spirit, and those who are born of the Spirit do the will of God and are a family, tighter than any family. Whoever does the will of God, those filled by the Spirit will say, I know what to do. I know the will of God. I will follow after the will of God. So Christ calls a new family. 
We each have three families, psychologists tell us. We have our family of origin, those that brought us here. We have our family of procreation, the one we've brought here and are guiding and nurturing and hoping to share with what to do. The responsibility, the will of the father and the mother and the family shifts from the family of origin to the family of procreation, and you spend a lot of time and effort on helping the child know what to do. But psychologists say there's an important third family, family of orientation, the family and friends we make together as we journey through life. Sometimes there can be a friend closer than a brother. Even scripture talks about that. How beautiful it is to dwell in unity in the house of the Lord. And so this family of orientation, Jesus is saying those who are born of the Spirit, those who do the will of God by the power of the Spirit and have the traits of God, those followers of me who follow the Spirit of goodness into the world to confront evil, those are my family. My brother and sister and mother are those who do the will of God, confronting evil. And those family traits begin to work, those family traits of the will of God. When I look around us, I see a lot of diversity. I see a lot of genetic diversity in our congregation. I see a lot of theological diversity. I see a lot of generational. This is one of the most unique congregations in contemporary worship that you will find. We have multi-generations in this. We have great-grandfathers and mothers, great-grandchildren in this congregation. There's a great diversity wherever the Spirit of the Lord calls people. He calls us just as we are and who we are with all our wonderful uniqueness, but He calls us to begin to have certain traits in common. I see traits in common in you an outsider. I'm a pastor. I'm sent by the bishop to you. I see traits. Those who are hungry to do the will of God. Those who seek the Holy Spirit to guide them as we face change. I see that in this congregation. And I see it in the wider congregation as well. Traits of those filled with God's Spirit are people who will take all of their personality and pour them out. Open them up to God's use. The personality Communion today is a call to those of us who have a family resemblance, those who do the will of God. And at this table, we are called by the Holy Spirit to see and to do and to have instructions for how to do the will of God and how to become more like Christ and in the process become more like God the Father, as John Wesley says, to renew the image of God in us is to renew our family resemblance with God and Christ was through the power of the Spirit following the will of the Father and if we claim to follow Christ and follow that same Spirit that's filling us then we will be renewed and refreshed at this table we come just as we are but God loves us too much to leave us that way the God who will never leave us alone he's not causing you to change your personality he's wanting you to put your personality on the altar below the cross to be transformed, to let the spirit of the holy work in you and to wash away any unclean spirit that is at work within you and our congregation. This is a washing basin, as it will. This is a place where our family resemblance are recognized, refreshed, and where we look at the cross and we look at the blood of Christ and we look at the body of Christ 
and we see our family resemblance, and we suddenly say, I know what to do. And we begin to have the resemblance of Christ working in each and every one of us. I went to a family reunion a few years back that my uncle put together in Tipton, Georgia, and he lives over there. And uh, he served us these wonderful butter beans. They used to, the old timers, I think, used to call them preacher beans. You ever heard of preacher beans before? Maybe they, they just call them that over in our family or over in that part of Georgia. So we had all the fixings, and all of a sudden he brought out a big pot of preacher beans. And he said, these preacher beans, in our family, we didn't call them preacher beans. We called them papa beans because our, my grandfather, his father, had planted these, these beans long ago in his garden in Rome, Georgia. And he had brought them to Marietta and brought them to Tifton. And the seedlings of these beans were so precious to the family. They united us across generations. They were food for us. They were, they were life for us. And now that our papa is gone, suddenly this pot of beans is brought out for all the family. The papa beans. Here are papa beans planted from the seeds of your deceased grandfather. Papa beans, that which unites us, that which nourishes us. At this table, God's own presence has been poured out to us. And we are served a meal that shows the traits, the love across generation after generation of the body of Christ, and it unites us as a family. We are united and fed and washed clean, and we recognize Christ in one another. We recognize the family resemblance. As we take the body and the blood of Christ, we have within us the presence of a Father that loves us so much that He poured Himself out for us. The family reunion. This is the only thing that Christians have done across all of space and time in every language, in every culture. It's about the only thing that we do as a global family. Communion. It's what unites us. It's what teaches us what to do. It is God's nourishment from God's own planting on a tree on Calvary over 2,000 years ago. We feast and feed upon the seed of love and forgiveness, and we recognize Christ in one another, and we recognize Christ's Spirit. The trait of God working in us is the Spirit of God cleansing us from every unclean spirit. And we see our family. Who is our family? College Place, we are family. I got all my sisters with me. We are family. Sister Sledge. Deeper than any Sister Sledge song. We are family with all of our crazy dysfunction and our function. Even when we're dysfunctional, we know that God's cleansing spirit will come and the Holy Spirit will teach us what to do and help us confront the chaos and the evil that so easily besets us. Let us be drawn together as God's family. May we see the family resemblance one in another and may we recognize Christ in you, the hope of glory. Christ offered to you in the sacraments. Those who do the will of God and those who remember and are restored in Christ at this table will be refreshed and renewed and we will know 
what to do. This has been a production of College Place United Methodist Church. May God bless you richly upon hearing this message.